this is the Scum and Schnee Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. What a crazy Tuesday and Schnee. The news keeps rolling in. Holy cannoli. Oh, what a what happened? What did I so what did I miss? The one the one that just broke. The Bears are trading for Chase Claypool. Oh, oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, getting fields a big weapon. Uh, change of scenery for Claypool, who, you know, has struggled uh, a bit as of late uh, in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, hard or not many situations you'd say this about going to fields, but a quarterback upgrade for Claypool, I think, from Trubisky and Pickett. And, oh, for sure. And let's yeah. just – I mean, Fields has been increasingly getting better and better every week. I know he rushes a lot more now, which is making up a huge uh, percentage and whatever of his points. But last – I mean, I mean, I don't he's, – he's getting better is just the thing that I'm on here. Is he's getting better. Give him a receiver. Give him another maybe year in this – offense and and he could be doing doing good stuff i mean yeah i mean he's 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 like you're in my opinion he's gonna be he's gonna be a rush i mean he's a rushing quarterback that's what where his fantasy points are coming from uh but he's uh, he should be doing yes yeah that's what he should be doing and, and i'm i'm excited about that move maybe uh that's what he needs just to keep giving him weapons yeah i saw i think this past game was his higher highest passer rating of his career. So again, to your point, the improvement there, maybe just kind of finally settling in and catching up to NFL game speed. I think too, that people, a lot of people made the comparisons to him potentially having progressions like a Josh Allen or Jalen hurts when they got their guy, right? Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs and really made a jump this year. Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown, and we just saw the past game, uh, huge, huge leap right in the the passing efficiency of that uh, of that offense. Is Chase Claypool as good as Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown? No, but will it help Justin Fields for sure? So that's a cool move. I agree with you. Yes, indeedy, it is cool. I was a little surprised because the Bears. We don't really talk defense too much on our show, but. They traded away Roquan Smith over the weekend. So I, that kind of made me scared for fields like they were going to fire set, fire sell, um, you know, strip it down and not give him a chance. But this move at least gives him, again, a weapon and a shot. So I like that. And then the other big deal so far was TJ Hawkinson being traded in division from the Lions to the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. The news broke just shortly after that Herb Smith was going on IR, missing like eight to 10 weeks. So like the rest of the season, basically the rest of the regular season anyway. And I mean, Hawkinson is an upgrade. He fills right in, uh, helps that Vikings offense for sure. I uh, like that move too. I mean, I don't think anything really changes except it helps Kirk Cousins. Jefferson is still the man. Phelan maybe gets some of his Enzo or his yeah end zone, red zone type looks taken but he should be fine probably hurts kj osborne but overall fun thing i think fun uh i did see a stat that kirk cousins is like the worst quarterback when it comes to tight ends 
uh, with rating and passing and yards and all that stuff. And I, I liked Hawkinson on the lines, especially this year, because it's such an offensive, um, it's a, it's a really good offensive team with no defense. So Hawkinson has the ability to have more, uh, bigger games, more catches and stuff like that. I would think that him on the Vikings is going to be, um, kind of like, I would say it's more of a lateral move because I think the, sure. the way the Vikings, the way the Vikings offense is and compared to this, the lions, like, yeah, he might be getting a ton more opportunities with the lions and have those bigger games. He might be a little bit more like averagely consistent with the Vikings. So I think it kind of yeah. evens itself out there. So he probably, in my opinion, is just going to stay whatever he is, you know, a top, 10, 15 tight end, and he's going to kind of even out. He's not going to, I don't think he's ever going to have big games with the Vikings, yeah. but maybe, but maybe he might get more of, you know, more red zone look. He's not, I don't foresee them using him as like a, a yards getting type tight end that the, that the Lions, in my opinion, no, I, probably did use him more that way. I like your point that it kind of evens him out, I think is what it'll be. Um, with the Lions this year, we saw him have a huge, like, three-touchdown blow-up game. And then I think the next week he had, like, one catch for 13 yards or something, like, huge dud. So I think now, to your point, we'll see more of just, like, five for 70 occasional touchdown type stuff that's, you know, you don't – it's not helping you win weeks, at least, but it's not killing you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Interdivisional trade. You don't see that too often, but no, they it's the Vikings and Lions. Like Hawkinson it has never really lived up to probably his billing. No. So it probably just was like, yeah, whatever. Vikings needed a tight end. They were willing to pay. Lions were like, we're probably not going to end up giving Hawkinson a big contract. So, right. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're ready to strip it down, get ready for next year. But, Fun trade deadline day. Um, I don't remember this big of offensive names, and it's not like your top end guys moving. Right. Um, but I mean, we've seen you know McCaffrey move. We saw um, James Robinson move. Like it's been a an interesting trade period. So I like that, and maybe more news to come. We'll see as we record this episode on a Tuesday reviews day. Tuesday um, reviews day, mate. Let's let's get into it. Let's start with the the big news right off the bat. Number one goes down. Ernie Fritz loses to Gooch. You predicted it, Sneak. I rode your coattails to it, but a pretty pretty decisive win. Thirty two points, and you know what? Jamar Chase is probably the MVP of Eric's team. Uh, love that last statement there. The MVP of his team, indeed, uh, and his running backs, at least this week, were very pedestrian and normal. And I fear that his when you're now, this is what happens, Ernie. You lose, you start to get nitpicked. You lose, you start to no. get. Um, we start to come after your guys and your holes and really try to uh, fill them. So. Najee never scores more than 12 anymore. I don't think, you know, Mixon is very prone to having extremely odd, weird game. I mean, he had seven catches and he scored 13 points. So, Oof. and yeah, yeah, I know you're right in the Ken Walker. He's staying fairly consistent there, but not going to get 40 points from him every week. So 
where are the holes in Ernie's team? Gooch caught lightning in a bottle. He had a great week. He caught Ernie with the no Jamar uh, and some struggling other offensive players there. Very, I mean, 98 yards out of Jefferson. So it's just, it just was a perfect storm for him to lose. It was probably, it was pretty much bound to happen, I guess, at some point. I don't think a lot of people expected it to come to the hands of Gooch, not to mention that he also beat him in Sneak League. So just an all around tough one for Eric E. Fritz this week, and our top guy loses. Spooky season indeed. Getting a little ahead of ourselves, but let's just go ahead and talk about who will likely be our new number one ranked team. Gee Buttersnaps, Wade Yeely, put up a 205 this week, just a monster score. Beat Hesse, who put up in the second highest score, 175. So tough beat for Jesse. We predicted him to be the upside of the week. Uh, would have happened most weeks, but you know, even with a down game from Josh Allen, down for his standards anyway. Uh, Nick Chubb was huge. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both huge. Nick Folk, the kicker, twenty-one points. Just the stars aligning for Wade, putting up one of the bigger scores. And uh, like I said, tough beat for Jesse, but that's how it rolls sometimes. It's always very maddening, Jesse. I I feel for you to lose when putting up 175 points. Old Guy needed all of 205 to take down Hess. Uh, and Guy is just on a tear. Like you said, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but most likely our number one team in the ranks this week. Uh, a huge offensive explosion by these two teams. You love to see you love to see a battle like that. Hesse battling for that playoff spot and Gee solidifying himself as the top guy. Just absolute monster games out of Donta Foreman, uh, Melvin Gordon, even getting him in 15 points. Like just stuff that you I mean, if he would have had a better week out of Mark Andrews, he might would have. I mean, I don't think he's still been there. Yeah. Five out. He went to got another 20 to 30 from him, but still five from Mark Andrews is tough. Andrews has been on a downslide injuries, whatever you want to call only five combined points the last two weeks. Uh, but that's uh Wade has got the Tyreek Waddle, Chubb Allen, like players that just every week, each just they're, they're matchup proof there they're everything proof. It's like, these are the types of players that you need and want that you just can never have to think about. And that's what happens uh, when you got players like that. And, and Wade is, is moving towards uh, a very special place in this, in this season, for sure. I think so too. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it on the chin too. In the preseason, I was saying that I don't, think the Dolphins could have sustained two top 12 wide receivers. I said probably two top 24. Well, they're both like top six. So Gosh. that's just, it's just amazing. Um, Mike McDaniel is a wizard. Those two guys are obviously great. Um, I think Tyreek Hill's on pace to like break Calvin Johnson's receiving yardage record. So it's just a good year. They haven't even had two of the whole year and it's still just been, you know, aces for Wade with those two Dolphins receivers. Unreal. Let's talk about, we talked about two of the top teams. Let's talk about the bottom buddies and their matchups. I put up a respectable for me, 86. And then 
Jimbo just absolutely destroyed me. 172. I think, I believe that was our upset, of, or not our upset, our blowout of the week. And yeah, he lived up to it. As I predicted, Jim's three running backs, ETN, Aaron Jones, and Tony Pollard, outscored my team by themselves. Huge week from Tony Pollard. He probably should take Zeke's job, but Jerry Jones already said he won't. So that's very lame. Wow. An absolute running back showcase of offense on Jimbo's team. What is this, like 100 points or something like that at least? Oh, my word. Yeah. Uh, like like we said before in the past, if Scum and Sneak gets on you and starts to <laughs> – they if they support you and then you don't return the favor and then we start to hit you with the negative, with the – uh, with the hatred, with the come on, man, and you turn it around, well, of course, it's it's a credit goes to the, the Scum and Sneak show for sure. Uh, Jimbo did not need all of that against you. He probably would have hoped to have this 172 uh, against some of his other matchups or anyone in the future, but is this, mm-hmm. something, is this something that he can start to rely on? If his running backs do what they're doing, then he's going to be in a really good spot because you do expect uh, better games uh, or at least consistent the type of games out of the rest of his team. So I really uh, I really like to see that. And the old Ubermanch uh, tried to run out with Malik Willis. I know you were excited about that, but <laughs> Oops. didn't, uh, didn't uh, do much there. But they really uh... – I'll talk about him for a little bit. Like they really went conservative. I think at the half, Derrick Henry had 20 carries. So they did not want Malik Willis to, um, to make mistakes. He did throw a pick. Uh, he got a, he got a nice little designed run near the end zone, almost scored it. So that's, again, we talk about like fields, players like that. His success is going to be rushing, not passing obviously, but that was not, uh, that did not happen this past week. Oops. Oops. Uh, our other bottom buddy, Big T, let's ride. I love that. <laughs> bigger, bigger, let's ride over here. Oh, oh Will, let's. They put up a very strong 103. Yeah, he did. Um, ben had a great week, 169. That was like third or fourth best score on the week. Uh, Alan Kamara, I think, was the number one player this week. And TJ Moore. As we all saw, it showed up big time, and that really did it for for Ben. Um, he's at 500 after the slow start. He's won four in a row. Good for him. And uh, Big T is exactly he's doing exactly what he wants to do too. So great outcome for both these teams. Very respectable, very impressive uh, outpouring from T's team. I don't. I would got to assume Ben is nervous and scared about this Jonathan Taylor production. Yeah, that was going to be is my next hurt? question. Yeah. Are they worried about him? Is Ben worried about him? Uh, does Ben care at this point? Does he <laughs> ride him for the year? Does he try to get ahead of, is he going for, I don't know if Ben's necessarily in the running for a, a championship this year. So a trade or anything like that, I don't think is there. 
you probably just ride it out this year and it's going to be a weird one and hope for next year. But when you got Kamara going 45 and his receivers, Cup and Moore putting up solid numbers, uh, more at least the last two weeks in Cup every week. It's uh, it's good news, Ben. He's definitely turned it around. He's on a four-game win streak. Uh, once again, all credit goes to this gun machine show. <laughs> <laughs> we Let's have the power about- and the ability to turn your team around or to put it in the grave. So just be aware of that. Don't forget it. I don't want right. to. I mean, I cut off a little soon on the on the Ernie, but he got his first loss. Do I keep going? And then maybe he all of a sudden has three losses in a row. I'll we'll we'll see after this week. Uh, oh, oh, let's let's go honorary bottom buddy, big sneak. Too many wins to be official, but um, you know we're we're getting to the point where maybe a couple more losses and we can we can fold you in here. But went up against Brendan. And uh, not much of a not much of a fight there. Brandon had one sixty four to your fifty one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not not that you're upset about it necessarily. Derek Carr had a, a solid three points for Brandon on the way to the one sixty four, but huge game for McCaffrey. Had what I like to call the LT, a passing, receiving, and rushing touchdown. Uh, the huge game from AJ Brown, which was done by the half, three touchdowns in the first half. And again, that's another thing where like those two guys, literally those two guys beat you by themselves. So good for Brandon. Yeah, made the made the wrong call on quarterback this week. Daniel Jones had been having uh every time I go to game log and sleeper, it shoots me out and it takes me forever to get back in. Son of a gun. Uh, but Daniel Jones had been having uh, pretty nice weeks. I tried to play him against Seattle this week, and that was the wrong call. Fields and Dak both with 30 on my bench. But anywhere else, it wouldn't have made – I mean, that wouldn't have made a difference. And even if I would have played Koo and Peoples, it wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, my my rookie receivers, once again, they let me down, and Bateman let me down my my trade from the, the offseason. Uh, Brian Robinson didn't get his usual 20 for 60 and a plunge score. So, uh, yeah, I uh, absolutely sucked. (laughs) There's just uh, 50 points is horrible. Lose by 110. I even got one from Evan McPherson. I guess we get negative for missed field goals, which is really stupid. (laughs) Well, Again, you didn't you didn't need it. Sorry, you didn't get fifty two instead of fifty one. Uh, Bateman, that one's tough. He's just been hurt, but he was hurt all last year, so maybe it is one of those things where he'll never get right, or he'll have like a injury prone tag that he beats next year or something like that. I don't know, but we will we'll see. It looks like he's going to miss a couple a uh, couple weeks with the foot, but hopefully he gets right, and you know you can make your uh, playoff push honorary bottom buddy with um three wins and only 600 points (laughs) come on down that's impressive honestly you've got to you've got to how the heck does that even happen oh yeah because i played that one week where he played he got zeros (laughs) from like four guys hey you beat me and i have t higgins hello i mean golly uh last matchup the battle of 
earning your first letter of your name back. And Doug, formerly known as Judd, came out on top. So he gets his name. Uh, sorry, Dason, you're still cursed. But this came down to uh, Derek Henry, I believe, who had a monster day, 45 points. Oh, Again, gosh. massive carry numbers, um, 200 yards. He's done that four times against the Texans, two touchdowns, and just uh, – and Doug is happy that he has Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry won it for Doug. Congratulations, Doug. You get the first letter of your first name back. Dayson would have liked to get more than one point from Devontae Adams. So those are the two deciders there. Don't know what happened there with that offense and everything. Um, but yeah, when you run up, like we've said this before about Doug's team. I mean, Derrick Henry getting 45 points, like, and now he's got two of apparently getting 30, 40 points every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can sustain a zero. Uh, he got two, he got two zeros, zeros yeah. and a, and a one out of defense. So pretty impressive, Doug, to get still get 140 after having those. Uh, those deficiencies in the lineup. Dayson is on a two-game losing streak. I like that. <laughs> Keep it up, Dayson. We want to make your pick better and better every week. But we'll talk about this a little more tomorrow, too, after all those results. We've got our number, the standings-wise, the four through eight teams are all four and four, so still – Real tight in there, real uh, plump together, <laughs> real crowded. That was what I was looking for. And then even you and Jim at three and five are still alive and in the mix. So um, big second half of the year coming up. And we'll be here to talk about it with you guys. We'll be here to talk about it, to watch it unfold. And we will see how things shape up as we are getting into the back half of the year. Can't believe scum that we're already into November. We're already into holidays. We've already passed through the spooky season and week nine is upon us. Uh, what? Five, five more weeks till playoffs. Yeesh. Oh gosh. Fast. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. How lame is it that I'm not going to playoffs that this year? It's so boring. <laughs> no. I know. What the heck? Someone switch me teams really quick. Well, we'll talk about that offline. Team uh, switch. It's November, as you said. So, heart of fall, heart of your Gilmore Girls watch. Do you want to do Gilmore Girls really quick? Okay. Just, just a couple see. minutes. What did your uh, last episode? My last episode last night. Ah, yes. Uh, Rory is starting to pull away from Dean. Uh, she is starting Good. to uh, get feelings for Jess. I've uh, been uh, leaving him high and dry on a lot of uh, different dates, not returning his phone calls. Rory and Paris are starting to turn that corner in friendship, uh, okay, working okay. together, studying, uh, taking over Chilton. Uh, let's see what else happened. Lorelai is uh, talking about getting the uh, dragonfly off the ground. Okay. Um, Suki is planning her wedding. Uh, Luke is expanding the uh, the his apartment in the diner, so he's buying some some property up in Stars Hollow. 
Oh, and Richard is going into business for himself. Oh, okay. You know what? I, I've been thinking what we're going to do too is we're going to explain these plots in storylines for everyone to understand. So uh, Rory is like Ron Rivera and he had this thing going with Antonio Gibson, right? And then Brian Robinson comes along and he's a bad boy. He's been shot. He's got an allure, right? My gosh, that's so good. So he starts to like go to Brian Robinson a little more. And you know what? Maybe Dean, maybe Antonio Gibson is the better option, is the safer option. But you know what? You gotta uh, you gotta roll with your heart sometimes. So that's that's that storyline. Um, Lorelai going to get the uh, Firefly off the ground is kind of like when the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel. Um, you know, maybe some questions at first, but we're gonna see some successes, um, some big strides, and that'll happen. Uh, what else did you mention? Richard going into business on his own. That's kind of like a, uh, that's kind of like the rock starting the XFL. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, Rory and Paris, a newfound friendship. That's kind of like um, Fields and Claypool. Yes, there you go. So now you guys have some context as to what's going on. And that is my new favorite part of Gilmore Goons. Gilmore Goons. All right, fellas, we went long today. Um, there might be some more trade news that comes across late at the wire here, but we'll go over that tomorrow. But until then, bye. You were a Chargers fan. My bad. This is on you, sir. I thought that I'm I a, thought you were a Chargers uh, fan. I'm a what's my name in that league? I'm an Hourglass All Stars fan. That's what I am. <laughs>